the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. We are just minutes away from big announcement from Bruce Hooley at 12.50. Right now, we need to talk about a really important issue, and uh, we need to get out in front of it. Is the UAW targeting foreign-owned auto manufacturers? They appear to be in Tennessee and Alabama and Indiana, places like Volkswagen and Toyota. Suspicions are that Honda in Ohio may now be in their sights. Is it true? Well, let's ask Vincent. F. Vincent Vernuccio is president and co-founder of Institute for American Worker, brings over 15 years of expertise in labor law and policy. He holds advisory positions with several organizations, including senior fellow with the Mackinac Center. Vernuccio served on the U.S. Department of Labor Transition Team for the Trump administration and as a member of the Federal Service Impasses Panel under former President George W. Bush. He served as Special Assistant Secretary for Administration and Management in the Department of Labor. He has advised state and federal lawmakers and their staff on a multitude of labor-related issues and testified before the United States House of Representatives Subcommittee on Federal Workforce, Postal Service, and Labor Policy. Vincent, welcome in. How are you today, sir? Hey, Jack. Pretty good. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. I'll tell you what, you've got uh, you've got quite a CV there, man. <laughs> I know that I'm talking I, I, to the right I, I guy. I like to have fun. Yeah, well, that's good. You got to have fun in this life, man. If you're not having fun, what is it for? Well, listen, I, I'm not I'm not one of those you only live once, do anything, but I do like to have fun. <laughs> hey, uh, important topic here. So the scuttlebutt is that uh, UAW is doing some some tricky things in places like Alabama, Indiana. Uh, what? What pulse do you have on that? What can you tell us? I'll tell you, they are emboldened by the Biden administration and um, his labor board called the National Labor Relations Board. Uh, you know, essentially what they want to do is they want to take away the secret ballot from workers, and um, they want to organize by this process called card check, which is this just nasty process where they get these cards or signatures out in the open, and then they browbeat and pressure a company to recognize those cards instead of protecting their employees and saying, okay, you know, we see that we got a majority of these employees sign a card for the union. Let's give them a vote. You know, just like you vote for president, governor, state legislator, or Congress, um, what these companies have the ability to do is say, okay, we want the union to come in. Let's have a vote. If the union wins, then they're in. But let's at least have a private election and not have this open petition process. And so this card check would take away that anonymity and create an environment. I would call it a hostile environment. Would you? 
Uh, I just wouldn't call it a hostile environment. We've got the proof to show the hostile environment. I've testified before Congress on this, that NLRB, there's actually been cases where they have card solicitors threatening workers, browbeating them at home, having repeated visits to pressure, to intimidate, to coerce them into signing these cards. Now, if they have the protection of a secret ballot election, they'll, yeah, just get off my lawn here, I'll sign the card, and then I can vote. But what the union wants is them to say, no, 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 there is no vote. Once you sign that card, we get a majority, we're in. So are you seeing this play out in the union's favor in other parts of the country? And uh, what anecdotal evidence can you give us of that? And is this a serious threat to Honda here in Ohio? Well, it's not just anecdotal. Um, And I'll back up. Um, You know, this is also coming from the Biden labor board where they just decided a case uh, last year that said that it's actually even worse than just car check. They even said that a, um, a union could come in, get cars signed, the workers could think they're having an election, have an election, and then the NLRB could actually pull the rug out from under the workers. And even if the union lost, said, oh, hey, the employer did something wrong, and we're just going to let the union come in and represent you anyway. Um, and, you know, you're going to start seeing this play out across the country. Uh, the UAW is targeting companies, you know, Tennessee, Alabama, you know, we're here in, here in Ohio. Um, and at the end of the day, what the Biden administration is doing, what the UAW is doing, it's not what's best for workers. It's what's best for their own organizing. So I know this is maybe a shoddy parallel, but I just want to remind listeners, because what you're saying is the NLRB is essentially interceding on behalf of the government to to bully and badger employees in a private industry. And people go, well, that's not happening. Well, I, I would point you to Twitter files. I would point you to Facebook files. I would point you to YouTube files. I would point you to Amazon files. The federal government, particularly under the Biden regime, is notorious, notorious for coming in to private industry and saying you need and putting the thumb on the scale. And and that's what's going on here. So if you're an Ohio employee, like, for example, we're friends with the Freedom Foundation. They help union employees opt out of government unions and, and escape that bondage. But what can what can listeners do here? I mean, if you're in Ohio and you work for Honda or you have somebody who works for Honda, what do they need to be aware of and what do they need to do? Well, unfortunately, of all the states that you mentioned, Indiana, Alabama, Tennessee, unfortunately, workers in Ohio actually have the most to lose. Um, and, you know, I hate putting it that way, but all those other states, they're right-to-work states. Um, you know, the union will come in, they'll force representation on all those workers, but at least in those states, workers can't get fired for not paying the union. Unfortunately, in Ohio, because you're not a right-to-work state, the union can actually come in, and if they organize, they could say, pay us, or you lose your job. So that's uh, especially up there. That is the biggest thing that I think workers in Ohio have to worry about is if they do sign these cards, if the union is recognized, they are forced to pay whether they want to be part of the union or not, whether they want union representation or not. Um, they are still stuck not just with the union speaking for them and being given a monopoly for their contract, but they're stuck paying the union. And if they don't like it, the only thing they can do is find another job. Yeah, that really sucks. One of the things that we talk about a lot with government employees is that 
in that Janus case, the Supreme Court said, if you if you don't join the union, you don't have to pay. If you have the job, you don't have to join the union. This is entirely different. Ohio is not a right to work state. And, and by the way, quick sidebar, that is to me one of the things that angered me about the Blue 22 that ignored Derek Maron being elected as speaker and went with Jason Stevens, uh, people like Tom Patton uh, up in House District 17, who they don't want Ohio to be uh, a right to work state. And so because they get backed by unions, they they stave it off. And so we are where we are. Um, How aware are lawmakers in the state of Ohio about what's going on? My guess is they're very aware and they're just being, you know, bought by the union. You know, I I am not sure. I can't speak to lawmakers in Ohio. I can speak to some other lawmakers like in Tennessee. Just last year, they actually passed legislation that guaranteed workers the right to a secret ballot if the company was getting state incentives. So they said, hey, if you're getting money from the state, if you're getting taxpayer funds, you got to protect your workers. And uh, Governor Kemp in Georgia liked that bill so much, he made it one of his top policy priorities this year. And just yesterday, the Georgia Senate passed passed a very similar bill to that bill in Tennessee, saying that, you know, workers, if you're getting our tax money, you got to protect your workers. They should have the right to a secret ballot. So there it is. Uh, if you're listening to this show, talk to your lawmaker, talk to your uh, representative, your senator, pass legislation to guarantee a secret ballot. Unfortunately, we're out of time now. I'm absolutely going to have you back because I have a ton more questions. He's F. <laughs> Vincent Vernuccio, and we are so blessed that he joined us today. Uh, real quickly, 30 seconds. Where can people learn more about you so that they're equipped with wisdom? Absolutely. I can't wait to be back on. They can go to our website, i4aw.org. That's I, the number four, aw.org. Vincent, thank you. You're doing God's work. Keep it up. We'll have you back soon, brother. Hey, thanks. Uh, always good being on. All right. Guess what's next, Jeff? Bruce Hooley. It's time. Hey, I want to thank my dad, Jack Windsor, for always listening in every day. And uh, every day he gives me a text and says, you're doing a great job. And uh, I don't know if he just has to say that, but I appreciate you, Dad. Thank you so much. It means the world to me. And uh, I want to say several thank yous right now. Royal Schultz from Jericho's Light Club and One Way Street Ministries. Aaron Marie Olszewski. The Undercover Epicenter Nurse. Make sure you check out her book. Thank you for joining us again, Aaron. And thank you for the good fight that you're fighting. Candidate for Congress, Kim Georgeton. Thank you for being here. She's running for the second seat in Ohio's congressional delegation, seat number two. Uh, Candidate for State Rep, Ty Matthews. Ty, thank you for being here. What a sharp dude. I mean, just there are people you talk to and you go, that guy's a winner. Ty Matthews is a winner. John Cross is a loser. And I mean that. And I'm not sorry about it. Uh, Candidate for Congress, Charles Tassel, also in that uh, contest for Congress in Congressional District 2 with Kim Georgeson and nine other people. And then F. Vincent Vernuccio, thank you for your 
time and wisdom today, and I meant that. Uh, go to ohiolegislature.gov, look up your state representative, your state senator, and say, hey, look, uh, if you're not going to make Ohio a right-to-work state, which is what Derek Maron probably would have done and probably why Jason Stevens was installed by you know the money truck uh, people who control the state of Ohio, not the voters, the lobbyists, um, if you're not going to get that over the finish line, you know what you need to do? You need to pass a bill, pass a law that says – Workers can vote and remain anonymous uh, to prevent the bullying, federal level and local. All right, enough of that. Bruce Hooley, welcome back to your own show. Brother, it's good to have you. How are you this afternoon? I'm great, Jack. Thank you so much. And I'm touched by the fact that your father texts you every day. I think that's fantastic. It sounds like something my father would have done uh, were he still here. And so I just urge you to cherish that relationship as it sounds to me like you do and it's a great thing um, for people to still have their parents. I don't have either of mine, but uh, the Lord was kind. I had them both for well past 80 years. My father passed 90, my mom for almost 90. So wow, that was touching to hear. And uh, I just think that's uh, another great uh, endearing quality that you have. And I want to thank you for sitting in for me today. And as you have for the past, <laughs> what's the count now? Uh, one, two, three, four, uh, five months. Wow. Uh, it's really been um, <clears throat> quite nice of you. Thanks to uh, Doyle Jackson for sitting in, for Vince Tornero for sitting in, but mainly you've been shouldering the burden, and I just want to tell you how much I appreciate it. It's an honor. Big <laughs> shoes to fill. And uh, frankly, you know, my goal was to leave the place better than I found it. But, <laughs> man, you're a tough act to follow, but I'm blessed that we had, you know, we had some great visitors. We had a lot of people here. Uh, who had a passion and a message that wanted to relay that message with passion to listeners. And uh, I think many of them were were on target. So I'm grateful for that. You have a big announcement. Well, I think one of the things that I just addressed there, where you say leave it better than you found it, I think what you did was for sure you uh, added to hopefully what was already a high-quality show in terms of giving people information. That's all I've ever viewed radio as, whether it was sports radio or whether it's news talk radio is I hope people get smarter and more informed and better able to analyze things they care about from what they hear on the radio. And you've definitely done that with an amazing array of high quality guests. And, um, I just want to let everybody know that uh, Monday I'm going to stop playing hooky and I'll be back at work. And hopefully if uh, my treatments continue to go well, uh, there won't be any interruption. And uh, I also want to let them know that Jack Windsor will be a big part of uh, what we do going forward. We're still working out the details of that. And we'll have some (coughs) announcements about that in coming days. People will have to, as you hear, forgive me for my uh, leftover lingering chemo cough at times, but uh, I'm looking forward to being back on the air on Monday because certainly as the events of last night pointed out, we have no shortage of things to talk about. Man. So a couple of things. And by the way, I said that tongue in cheek. There's no way that I'm going to leave this better than I found it. Um, it's it's impossible. I, I have looked up to you for a long time. You don't know that um, from when you were doing sports writing and, and commentating to your podcast with Spiels, to uh, what you're doing now. And so it, it has been an absolute honor. I am excited for the next chapter of my involvement here, but I'm actually more excited, Bruce, that you're going to be back. And, and 
I don't want to leave this opportunity unaddressed. There are people in this audience who have been praying for your recovery. We've, Amen to that. We've spoken yeah. it over the airwaves, and, and we've prophesied that you're going to be back in this chair behind this microphone full time. And praise be to God, glory be to Jesus, that that's going to be Monday. That is good news, dude. That is, that is, that's as good as it gets. Yeah, and that is great news. And I've always said, you know, the first round of chemo and radiation that uh, had almost no side effects. And I credit the people's pray, people prayers uh, on my behalf for that. And so uh, it will be great to come back because I'll be honest, there are many days I've sat here and been jealous that you get access to the microphone <laughs> to talk about all the things that are out there in the news. And I just want to touch on two quick things. Yep on Biden last night, you'll notice that the gaffe that he uh, committed where he said that the president of Mexico is the president of Egypt uh, is, uh, is a gaffe that the mainstream media will grudgingly mention. You notice the one they won't mention is where he got so angry that he couldn't cite the year that his son Bo died. That's fair game to criticize him over that, by the way, because he has used his son Bo's death reprehensibly to insulate himself from all criticism because, oh, poor me, I'm a gold star father. Look, I have great sympathy for all gold star parents, but you don't get to misportray your son's death as a combat death when it wasn't. And then when you're cited in the special counsel's report for not being able to remember it, say, how dare he ask me? And then he couldn't remember the name of the parish where the rosary came from that is that, that he wears in honor of his son. Uh, you know, he said, I get it. Uh, I wear the rosary every day from Our Lady of Our Lady of I presume it's like the Our Lady of the muddled brain. Yeah. Yeah. And the other part of it is they will be there will be going forward until they dump him. And I believe they will. This firewall put up that you don't dare criticize an old man who's demented. I have sympathy for everyone because my, my mother struggled with this, who is not, who dies, not the person they were during their life. But this is a decision the Biden family chose yep. to put him in charge of a country they knew he did not have the mental capacity to run. They have stiff-armed every criticism over this. They have used him as a front man to unrepentantly murder unborn children and mutilate teenagers. And you do not get to keep us from criticizing him for being unfit for a job when you've used him to damage our nation's youth, to imperil the safety of our troops. You just don't get to do that. You don't get to take the high road when he's in office because you took the low road. You do not need to feel bad about holding them accountable for that. Amen. Hey, man, that's a great segue. Fire on Monday, folks. He'll be back. I'm Jack Windsor. Over and out. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.